McClellan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan from Eust in Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest, or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable-sounding instruments of heirloom quality. Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter, designed with North American bands in mind providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics, and strong, clear projection. Elevation Channers, along with Channer Reeds from Adrian Melvin, provide a stable platform for a thick band sound without big overhauls. Check out BespokeBagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. going so well there's so much there's so much <laughs> <laughs> like i heard how i heard a note sort of went right <laughs> all right so uh welcome to the um, Ch- channel podcast everybody we're all here we got these australian nutbags uh all showing up for the channel podcast uh this is episode 208 brought to you by i don't know piper's dojo we'll, we'll go with that for today uh but uh Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we'll go around the room uh, and you, we'll have you guys introduce each other because that'll be fun. Let's see what kind of shit you'll talk about each other when, when given the opportunity. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, feel free to follow the Chatter Podcast on all the appropriate socials uh, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, uh, OnlyFans. We have a new OnlyFans. Go ahead and look it up onlyfans.com slash Chatterant. Uh, that's full of lots of fun stuff, so please check that out. And uh, welcome, guys and girls. Let's go around the room. Uh, let's start with I got Spotty in my camera. Spotty, I want you to introduce Ali for us. Okay, sure. Ali Manfield is a. Names of <laughs> Ali Manfield is uh, one of the leading uh, lights in uh, pipe band drumming in Queensland. He's uh, currently the lead drummer of several pipe bands. His uh, local one in. Several Oh, we're not talking. This is this is an ABC <laughs> podcast. I'm, Several I'm bands. Um, yeah, um, he's taught lots of people, and everywhere you go, you'll meet drummers that he's taught. That's all I got. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, Ali, you you can introduce Camille. This will be fun. Yeah, I first met Kali or Camille. Which one? We... Okay, that's on the park. Um... <laughs> So Camille was one-time pipe major of City Prison. Pipe band, she's... Everyone knows she's an author. And all... All the other people. Okay. Oh, no, he's shining. Well, that's great. Like... Camille's a shining light. Whatever. That's all I've got. Like... Excellent. Well said. I have no idea what he just said, but uh, that's fine. <laughs> We're gonna. We're gonna. <laughs> I didn't catch it either. <laughs> That's okay. That's what makes it funny because he's gonna be absolutely unintelligible the entire time. Um, but uh, 
So I got Matt here. Wait, no, no, Camille, you got to do Matt. I got to do Matt. I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing. No shit to hang on Matt. <laughs> would you? Would you rather? Would you rather do Spotty? Sure. All right, go go ahead. That's fine. I'll just put this here. <laughs> So if you check out the head on this guy, oh no, hang on, hang on, hang on. If if Camille does spotty, then I just have to introduce myself. <laughs> it cut out for a sec. Am I still introducing spotty? Uh, uh, I said, yeah, I said, um, if if you introduce spotty, then I just have to introduce myself. No, it's spotty. Oh, he, oh. yeah, okay. <laughs> that's yeah. true. That's true. <clears throat> Hang on, so what is happening? <laughs> so you, you, Actually, you're, uh, you're... <laughs> you, you can introduce both of us. Yeah, that's perfect. Do oh, that. Yeah, that's a good idea. So this is the leadership of the uh, Queensland band that shall not be named, Ali Gunn. <laughs> because of the ABC charter. Um, so yeah, what can I say? Maddie stepped up to the plate for us, um, at the start of this year to take over the band and the leadership, which has been amazing, but he's been in the band for a few years. Uh, he's extremely tall. And if you are on a parade, keep an eye out for a bloke that looks like Where's Wally and you'll spot him a mile away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Spotty, uh, likes to hit everything in sight, except a drumming lead. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you got to say about me. <laughs> My God! Oh, well, this is what it is. But he's a fearlessly dip. <laughs> That's all, is, is that all you know about him? <laughs> I know too much about him. That's why I don't want to say too much. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, excellent. Uh, that was uh, wonderful introductions. We're here to uh, sort of relive the glory days of us going to the Australian Championships, sort of. And then uh, maybe we'll talk shit about the Australian uh, associations. Apparently, Spotty's really hot on that. He wants to get going on yeah. doing that. So <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the recent article in the pipesdrums.com or whatever the hell that's called nowadays, uh, talking about that sort of thing. Anybody see that? Read it. Okay, I mean, it doesn't apply, to <laughs> doesn't apply to Australia <laughs> at all, but I mean, who cares? Uh, but uh, yeah, no, we'll get we'll get to associations. We'll, if Josh comes in, he's all high, he's hyped up about associations all the time, so that's always fun. Um, which that reminds me, I should probably send him the link for this, shouldn't I? Because I didn't think about that. So um, excellent. So guys, we all and girl, sorry, I keep forgetting Camille's uh, here. But uh, we all decided to go to the. Well, you guys decided to be nice enough to in, uh, invite me and a couple. Well, Heather was there as well. And others, Brad was invited, but he uh, pushed out to come down and play with you guys in uh, the Australian National Championships back in, uh, what was it, September, October, something like that. Uh, so thank you for doing that. But uh, we wanted to sort of talk a little bit about uh, your band, get to know you guys. Um, supposedly you're funny. I know we're going to find out if you guys are funny. Um, so talk to us a little bit about... Uh, how that all came about the Australian championships, what you guys did to uh, come together. We had an awesome drum corps for two weeks, apparently. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, and and now the they don't exist. Queensland. Yeah. They're going back to their uh, respective awesome bands and left me alone crying in the dark. <laughs> well, 
And Ali was one of those guys that you brought in, right? Well, he brought himself in like he does everywhere. Um, <laughs> I just got a message, <laughs> more cowbell, um, uh, <laughs> saying he, he and one of his fellow drummers from another band, a grade two band, uh, were at loose ends and wanted to play at the Aussies. And I was like, ah, uh, yeah. Um, so I got some serious flank drummers for the uh, Aussies that was unexpected. And a couple of Ali's sons who he's been teaching against their will for several years. Um, so, yeah, we, we were uh, – I think we had fielded seven sides at the Aussies, which was, uh, yeah, phenomenal. Like I, it's, I rarely stood in a course so large, especially in grade four where, you know, you normally have three or four. Um, so Question. that was that Did was it great. help us though? Was... Did having that many drummers help? Uh, yeah, yeah, it would have. Um, and the quality of the playing went up because um, we had some very good drummers mixed in with our uh, locals and some and some other like uh, less experienced drummers playing. Um, I, I forget how where we came in the field. Um, I think I drank a lot of beer um, to make it go away, but. Um, we, we did pretty well when you take out the school bands, um, which are pretty hard to yeah. beat here in Australia. Did, right. Camille, didn't we come sixth out of the, the 10 or, or so that competed, but out of the, out of the five that beat us, four of them were, were the kids, basically the, the college bands yeah. coming in and giving us an ass whooping. We came second. If you take the school bands out of it. So you've got like Halbury that's led by Lincoln Hilton or in the same grade as us. And there are all these little kids who are, you know, able to practice after school every day with professional tutors. We're just some bunch of fuckwits from Brisbane. So. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Children, the children haven't described a grog yet. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and other things, yes. So, uh, Matt, you're the uh, pipe major of this of this group now. Yeah. I wasn't at the Aussies, but yeah, um, I am now. How did you it's get suckered? How did you get suckered into doing that? We sacrificed the previous pipe major because of his. Uh, we didn't win, <laughs> yeah. so he's a corporate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's written all over the wall. You don't win, and you get slaughtered. <laughs> <laughs> he knew that going in. Oh, he, he wasn't aware. <laughs> Uh, it's actually it's it's more straightforward than that. Our um our previous fight major just became a, a doctor and um all of a sudden was working twenty four seven round the clock and being uh, present for practices and um and playouts and that sort of thing is not really possible right now. So <clears throat> we needed to find somebody else. Um and uh apparently that somebody didn't even have to be any good. So <laughs> <laughs> That's often how it goes. It's just whoever's willing, who, who's who's yeah, inexperienced enough it. to not know yeah, how terrible it. of a job it is. So how's yeah, that going? Just to, what, be clear, what is... just to be clear, Matt is excellent. <laughs> For anyone listening. <laughs> I um, how's it going? Uh, it's awesome, actually. I uh, it's it's made me take piping a hell of a lot more seriously than I probably was. And it's funny, you know, all the things that I thought were kind of going to be difficult probably haven't been but it's all the it's all the stuff i didn't even think about that's kind of come and kicked me in the ass so anyway the like good what? thing is that um when you're leading the band you kind of have to practice a lot so that when everyone's 
watching your feet and watching your fingers. You're not just making all the, you know, the standard complacent stuff ups that you, you do when you don't really have any, any responsibility. So yeah, it's good. It's given me a bit of a, it's given me a bit of motivation. So um, that's good. So you're saying, Camille. what did he say? What was that? <laughs> I said, nothing to me, you know, yeah exactly well said ali uh so (laughs) (laughs) it might have to be a little bit like ali has to drop his comments in the chat (laughs) (laughs) oh wait he's turning his oh there we go now we can hear him better he turned his phone should be able to hear him better (laughs) tis the australian way (laughs) I can see your batteries running low. That could be that could be part of it. But um, so uh, Matt, what, what what's your biggest challenge now that you're the pipe major, and what what didn't you see coming? What didn't I see coming? I've never really had to orchestrate a band through uh, comp stuff. That's absolutely the biggest individual challenge is um, is doing that. I uh, I. I've learned that I practice things at my own pace and then I come into the band and I need to do things at that tempo. And when all the things are happening, I forget what that tempo is. And <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get that poise, you know, to, to be able to orchestrate the band in the circle. That's probably my biggest challenge as far as um, the band related challenges. I kind of, um, I kind of underestimated how long it takes us to learn stuff. Probably the, the, the biggest thing is we're trying to be a lot of things. So we still want to be, we still want to have shitloads of fun and play social stuff. We still want to be a great big parade band and, and have a good repertoire and we want to compete and do well. <clears throat> and one practice a week doesn't really give you enough space to learn all that stuff to the level we kind of collectively want to learn it to. And I reckon that's the, that's the challenge that we've got at the moment is just recognizing everyone's at a different stage in their journey and, everyone has a different amount of time on their hands to be able to practice. Not everyone's like Spotty. Like Spotty's been practicing this entire time I've been talking. You just can't see his hands <laughs> moving, right? Uh, not everyone's like Spotty. So that fast, that, yeah. that's probably the, the main challenge is just trying to work out what is the timeline and what is the what are the actual goals on that timeline. It's, um, I actually have no idea what the answer to that well, question is. Maybe, maybe you could take a lesson from Spotty in that if you're just a dick and get rid of everybody and it's only you, then it's easy to learn all the music. <laughs> you, you could teach a class on that, Andy. Oh, yeah. I'm great, I'm great at getting <laughs> people exiting stage right. <laughs> I've had enough of this shit. Yeah, just be more of a dick. That's good. That was the kind of I was hoping to get some great advice on the podcast today. That, yeah, this is this is our this is always our advice. Just be a dick, because then your band will fold and you won't have to worry about it anymore. It's, it's a brilliant technique. <laughs> <laughs> then you just join other bands and and bounce around. It's great. <laughs> so that's how I get it done. Okay, I'll, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll make this happen this week. Don't give them any ideas, Andy. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Oh man! So, uh, and Camille, you were obviously the ex pipe major emeritus or whatever the hell they call it uh, when you took over. Yeah, I think I held the title times. for approximately three seconds, so <laughs> therefore I get to claim it for the rest of my piping career. Like, yeah, I was a pipe major. Yeah, man, you're a pipe major. I found another victim. <laughs> See, I exactly. was a smart one. I like, <laughs> I like very quickly found someone else to take over so that I could run things from the background. 
I think I think you spent about as long as I've spent so far, didn't you, Camille? And went, yeah. fuck this. I need to yes. find somebody else. I <laughs> <laughs> well, no, from from day I rang Andy the day that like the previous bike manager quit in a panic, just like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> I do this, I can't do this. How do I just like find someone else? I'm like, all right, I'm on the task. Captain Obvious over here, yeah. Uh yeah, you don't want to do it, just uh, find somebody else. Perfect. <laughs> Uh, you you pretty much have to die to get rid of the position, though, Matt. You're you're you know or, you know you go back to school, or you die. That's kind of how how yeah, it works. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've got um the the guy that I'm learning a lot from over here. He said um I said oh look I don't know how long this is going to last for, but um and he just said I'll, I'll just stop you right there. <clears throat> when I when I took over St Andrews. I was supposed to be doing that for six months and I don't, what was it? Seven years, eight years later or something before he, he finally resigned that job. He said, don't, don't expect anyone else to step up and want to take it from you. No, that's what never. you were saying at the start, wasn't it? But you were like, Oh, this is just a placeholder thing. Like, you know, if the previous yeah. PM wants to come back and I'm like, Maddie, no one else said, no, the cavalry is not coming. <laughs> like, yeah. There's not a long line of people wanting this job. I've, I've quickly found out. Not at all. But I I do have to say we're very lucky Matt's stepped in because he's been exceptional and we've had, yeah, great season so far for the one competition we've played. (laughs) How much convincing? What was the the behind the scenes, Camille, of trying to talk Matt into doing this? Uh, It was pretty straightforward, actually. Once we kind of made the decision and our previous PM had sort of decided he didn't want to go forward with it, he called Matt and basically just said, you want it? And that was the conversation that it was. So obviously the band needed to sort of endorse it at the AGM, but yeah, it was pretty much a quick conversation, wasn't it, Maddie? All over in a day or two. It was, it kind of was, I want to probably listen to this so he he may get a chuckle out of it, but I mean, it wasn't that quick because we were chatting for like half an hour, 45 minutes. It felt, it felt like we were chatting for ages and he's talking about what's coming up and that he can't, you won't be able to do the gig and, and various other things. And then, and I'm kind of going like, yeah, what should we do? You know, like I was, I was kind of, I was kind of like he was flirting with me, and I just had no idea. And then he's like, so do you want to do it? And I, I was like, oh, hang, what, what? Hang on, I thought we were talking about other options. And he's like, no, no, I'm asking you. And I was like, oh, I'm not, I wasn't really prepared for that. Um, but anyway, I slept on it. I woke up the next day, and I was pretty excited about it. So here we are. Yeah, cool. Very good. Um. And you decided, you know, you know, the pipe major has the power to appoint everybody else, right? But you decided to keep Spotty. I'm curious why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like Spotty's a world class um, smartass, but he's also yeah. you know, he's, he's pretty world class on the drumming front as well. So <laughs> I'm the only one with a login to a like a drumming writing program. That's that's it. That's how like, that's yeah. how it works. He keeps he keeps us uh, he keeps us honest. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he had some funny things to say he had interesting uh comments about you before you came on when we were just chatting earlier but uh uh <laughs> one of the things that came up matt was uh your your parent nickname uh which i don't know oh my nickname. i don't know if that came before i don't know if you got if you had your nickname before 
I believe there was an event. No, no, no one, no one really knew me until we went to the Aussies, and I, I drank a heap and started tearing on like <laughs> an idiot. And then the darkness was revealed. That was the surprise moment. Yeah. So, so for the audience's context, Matt's been playing with the band for about three years, and it just seemed like this very sort of, you know, straight laced. Like Matt's got a quite high profile job, and he's very like you know, friendly and polite and, and <laughs> just seems very sort of like friendly and easy to deal with. And then we went to the Aussies and he had a few drinks and then this whole other side came out. <laughs> Dancing down the street and singing karaoke and carrying on. So yeah. yeah. Fun. So uh, what, what is your nickname now? What do they call you? It's Matty Vegas. <laughs> it had nothing to do with I me. I swear. <laughs> Uh, I might. Uh, I'll put post a link when we when this goes live to uh, audio, or video of Matt dancing. I have video of this, where he oh, got his God. nickname from, and it's actually quite remarkable. It's like something you'd see, like at a rave in 1998 or something. You know, <laughs> if you had glow stick, maybe I'll Photoshop glow sticks into your hand because the way you were dancing. Yeah, yeah. That that was my heyday. So you've picked it. Yeah, that was that was about your college time, so that makes sense. You're probably you know yeah. doing Molly licking the walls and uh... <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, and just in case anyone thinks this was an isolated incident, because we were a bit like, "What the hell has Matt been on something?" And then we went away for a pipe band weekend a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> we it turns out that there's like a I think Maddie Vegas comes out after I think it's like beer five or six, and all of a sudden he can't help himself. He's just steady there having a conversation with someone, and the limbs are going, and like they're quite long limbs. <laughs> it's hard to miss. Matt, go ahead and show us that yeah, move. So he, the music just comes out of it. Uh, no, I don't really actually work. don't need to show you the move because you have absolutely nailed it. It's clear that, that you watch that video like... every day. Yeah, <laughs> you've obviously been practicing that ever since September. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I was. I, it was such a cool move. I had to like. I'm like. I gotta learn that. How, how does one do that? <laughs> I love that, Ali. This must be so infuriating for you because Ali can't really talk because his mic's all fucked. But in the chat, he's dropping all these comments and no one's reading out his jokes. <laughs> oh oh <laughs> shit. Okay, I see him now. I see him. Oh, we're gonna open the chat. Open the chat. All right. All right. All right. So Matt. Uh, uh, Ali I'm sorry. Wants- Oh, Ali yeah, wants some yeah. credit Ali for definitely you. came up with the name Matty Vegas. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone please tell the story of Heather shouting out. Oh, I don't remember this. I don't know if I know about this. The C word. Well, I could say it. It's my fucking podcast. Uh, someone tell us, please tell the story of Heather shouting out cunts is about so saving your best Australian accent. Saving your best Australian accent, uh, Eddie. Uh, just that word? Omaha Bridge. No, what he said. <laughs> Pretend to be Ali. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll be Ali, yeah. Uh, someone, someone please tell the story of Heather shouting out cunts about New York Yankees hats. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> you know what's yeah, funny it, about That's probably the accent I would put on if I was trying to do an American accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough, man. Uh, but... Uh, <laughs> Does anybody remember this? I don't actually remember this this happening, but in uh, anybody tell this story. No. I don't think I was there. No one, no one was there. Think other than just, uh, dropping C bombs left and right. I don't recall that. Yeah, that's that's a strong word for Heather. Um, <laughs> uh, Heather uh, Heather shouted. Well, did did. <laughs> you, <laughs> Well, if you don't know, Heather's a big Boston Red Sox fan, and in the U.S., that's that's a major rivalry. 
uh, Boston, New York City. So, uh, but apparently she was, she said it very loudly. It's a couple of funny stories about Heather. Um, well, there, I'm sure there's lots of them, but one that, one that got me was the, uh, because they drive on the other side of the road there compared to us. And uh, we were, we first, it was like our first day, maybe our, maybe the second day, I don't remember, but it was right in the beginning. And we're walking to go to lunch or something. And like, uh, we're on the, Heather's walking on the wrong side of the sidewalk, you know, like what we would do normally here, the right side. So there's these guys coming the other way. What's that? Called the footpath, not the sidewalk. Get it right. We call it, well, whatever. So so there's these guys coming the other way. They're like EMTs or something, or they're like rock climbers or some shit. I don't know what they were doing, who they were. And they're just coming barreling straight at her. And she's like, I'm not moving. She's going straight. She's not moving. We're, and we're like behind her, like, Hey, Heather, uh, you're on the wrong side of the, footpath <laughs> like she, so she, she didn't even I mean, we didn't say this to her we we're just thinking i'm thinking this as she's going I'm like what is she doing and then uh so she goes around them to the right onto the grass so like she hasn't figured out what side of the road is is going on here but uh, <laughs> so that that definitely happened like get, getting <laughs> confused about where we were um but uh yeah so uh so any uh i was there he says i was there i don't remember it but uh I don't know. It was a blur. I had a lot to drink and uh, was usually dying most of the time. <laughs> um, so, all right. That, that's all his stories. That's all Ali's stories. Hold on. He's got one more. Ali says, to be clear, shouting at sea bombs, not saying the word. Wait, is, is that is that Australian? Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A valiant no. How about this? No. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty close. That was pretty good. Uh, no, from uh, for Australians. <laughs> uh, so what else happened? Got to uh, every vowel in there. Yeah, you got to you got to have lots of syllables for one syllable word. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what else? What else happened while we were there? Uh, well, well, I think I'll, um, uh, something else that definitely happened, which probably happened for every other band, for that matter is we absolutely played the competition winning um, set in the fine tuning circle. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. Played in the fine tuning circle. We'd probably played um, like at least two hours <laughs> in the lead up to our things. Oh, I remember being absolutely rooted. But um, <laughs> we won the comp in the fine tuning circle and then walked in and just <laughs> shut, just, shut just the fucked bed. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut the bed after that. <laughs> yeah, it was remarkably... Well, I don't want to say bad, but it was there were some really rough spots, starting with uh, there was some really rough spots. Yeah. Wasn't there like a double tone or an, I forget? Somebody blew the beginning. I forget what the deal was. But. Yeah, there was oh, one of the had, sets where so one, um, one of the pipers had to strike in three times. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, on, yeah. The, on the front <laughs> rank. You guys are right getting at the barrel of the camera. <laughs> we had some like uh, we had some in, incorrect notes being held. Um, at oh yeah! Harmony through the transitions. Remember there was oh, a march yeah. to the Strastray in the MSR. Yeah. Someone yeah. just held a B, like held a B. Oh, that's meant to be yes. an A because the, <laughs> the first note of the next tune was a B, and they were just like, "I'm just committing to it." It was just a beautiful discordant, like. Oh god, it was. Right. It was like <laughs> of all the notes you picked, you had to be uh, the one worst note. It was the longest yeah. two seconds of my life. Just like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we learned a lot. In in fairness, though, we took we took a p- bunch of people away who were playing in some respects their first comps, and it was a I it think, was cool. I think for one person, it was literally his first comp was the yeah, Australian yeah. National Championships. 
Yeah, yeah no, no pressure there. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy has seen action, so he could probably handle it, I think. He, he, pressure yeah, is he, claims he, he claims he doesn't get nervous, which is why we call him the Pipeinator. So. Oh, <laughs> Ali, Ali said he, uh, he saw the, that, the Piper not be able to strike in his pipes on the way in and thought, there's a long way to come back from that. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that may be true. It may be true, but um, there, there was a few other things that were a long way to come back from as well. We, uh, yeah, yeah. we had fun. Yeah, it was, Funny, it was a good time after the way. comp, everyone everyone did that classic thing of like everyone thought their mistakes were the thing that blew it, and it's like no, it was everyone's mistakes collectively that fucked the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, there were so many things because, that we didn't yeah. that you didn't hear. It actually um it actually goes to show how um individual you think your performance is in a band when actually it's only the collective that matters because I remember walking off one of those going like yeah I nailed that and then it's like you know because I'm just thinking about how I played um you know the second one I thought I played like absolute shit but one of them I walked off and I was thinking I played really well therefore we must have been great <laughs> Oh yeah, because you can't hear anything across the circle, right? So that's exactly what I was about to say. So we played a competition a few weeks ago at Easter, and there was one of the sets we went on for, and like my entire side of the band had like there was like a double toning bass tone, a striking issue, rushing, wrong notes, like all this sort of stuff. We marched off, and I was just like, we blew that, and (laughs) Matt's just looked at me and gone. I reckon we've won that. Like we nailed that. <laughs> just like not yeah, from yeah, my fucking the, side, we did. I was like trying right, not to laugh on the, right on the way in because I was like, "Why core. are we bothering?" <laughs> on the on the right hand side of the core, I, I just I was like walked off and I was just beaming like, "Oh, that was awesome! We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna kill it," you know. And Camille's like, "No, we're not, mate. <laughs> no, we're not." <laughs> yeah, that is the magic of pipe band. You can't hear shit on the other side until you get the report. Like, no, that was crap. Uh. <laughs> I think I don't know about. I'm sure it happens to pipers, but there's also that, that unconscious incompetence thing where um, <laughs> I've, I've got at least one drummer who continually goes, oh, "I think that was a really good run. I think we did well." And I'm just, I need to go away from this drum core and cry on the riverbank <laughs> because man, it was Ali. It was Ali, wasn't it? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And it's, it's like. So yeah, do you chalk that up to like people like just don't know or or like for yeah, us, it's like you can't um, hear the other side. So you don't you know, you Matt wouldn't know what's going on on the pipe sergeant side. But for drummers, is that the case or is it um, just clueless? You can generally like we're all together in, in like almost in a straight line. You can you may not be, be able to identify specifically who who's making clangers, but. You can usually you go. Oh, that was not good. Um, you know, you can usually hear pretty clearly. I often and I like years ago playing in another band. I was like, oh, we did a really good run in that medley. And you turn to the pipers, and it's like a whole other world's been going on where they're like, <laughs> oh, this guy had to strike up in the slow air, and that guy's pipes caught fire, and and I think that, that other pipe had a baby during the reel, and you're like, wow, I missed all of that. It really went on. Yeah, yeah, we had a shit run. Oh, okay. I guess we're not going to win today. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That that's a common thing. Um, so we're going to give Ali a chance to respond to all these. He hasn't had much to say. Well, yeah, he, he he's going to use uh, sign language. 
Go ahead, Alex. Go ahead and talk. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm trying to mom. Can you see me now? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Go ahead. A little bit. Yeah, um, Spotty and I played with another band. We guess with a band that shall be unnamed in New Zealand, a country off the coast of Australia, uh, a number of years ago. And one of the other drummers, you'd finish playing and he'd be like, oh, that was perfect. Evidently. Evidently was his number one word. He would just say evidently for everything, true or false. He just evidently. <laughs> and every fucking time he'd go, oh, that was perfect. And Spotty and I are looking at each other like, no. You, <laughs> no. So what do you think his issue was? Does he just clueless? Because so, I mean, I know he you was want to talk about a different him. generation. Ah, okay. I see what you're saying. He so was like, an old fart. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> like 88 or something. He was like incredibly old, but not like in a nice benevolent grandfather sort of vibe, like in an angry leprechaun or hobbit. He was New Zealand, so an angry hobbit vibe. He was Smeagol, right, right, basically. Right. <laughs> Smeagol. <laughs> Yeah. Oh Jesus! <clears throat> yeah, so that is uh, that is the challenge, I suppose. That I don't. What grade was this, Ali? What, what grade were you guys in? Uh, it was a grade four. Wasn't it? band. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When you're dealing with that sort of level, I suppose it's you're dealing with a lot. Of, potentially, at least half the band probably that doesn't even know what they're listening for necessarily. So they're just mm. yeah, that was that was cool. And it's like just drones out of tune. Drums. It's like throwing the drums down the stairs. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like what's <laughs> right? Yep. Like oh yeah, that's that sounds great because sound is happening, so it must be good. Which is how how, uh, how um, service bands work essentially. So yeah, <laughs> this is actually what our um, pipe corporal said after our last competition. We listened back to the recording and he had heaps of like really good constructive feedback, and then he just kind of footnoted the whole thing with. Hey, but what the hell? We sound like a pipe band, so that's better than nothing, isn't it? You know, I was like, yeah. you know, that's kind of what grade four is. We sound like a pipe band, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, um, no, it's not better than nothing. In fact, if it's rubbish, nothing is better. You know, like poor performance. You know, you, you see them. You see those, like, say, service bands. You see those shitbox bands, and you have a listen, and you're like, oh. Yeah, probably don't do that anymore. <laughs> Stop that. Yeah, I, I yeah. <laughs> I was we had the we had the Vegas games a couple weeks ago, and there was a grade five competition. There were three bands in it, and uh, two of the three were so incredibly bad. One of them was like literally. I watched. I, I just happened to be standing there watching it just for whatever reason, um, and. I just happened to be standing on the side where this woman spent the entire set stopping and starting her pipes because she could not get her drone to not double tune no matter what. So like the entire fucking set, I watched her do it. I'm like, she's going to get it eventually. She kept stopping and starting it. Like it was, it was wild. I'm like, this is so incredibly bad. It's It's actually quite like, that's good entertainment for a grade five. Yeah. Oh yeah! Just oh, for the, like, you know. I was just standing here watching her. I'm like, man, she's, like she's had 17 attempts to get this thing up, and she, like <laughs> eventually it's gonna happen, right? But nope, the whole time, no double tone, and and but this is also the experience level thing where 
somebody should have taken care of this beforehand. Like they should have noticed this and just shut the drone off and let's go on about our day. Like what is going on here? Or she could have just very simply experienced. Let's just do it this way and just keep fucking going. Like, why are we, <laughs> like, what, what are we doing here? Uh, but again, that's, you know, new people. Well, you have to, you have to fuck up to get that experience there, right? And, like I've had that before. You have like a drone fall out on brain and you're just like, yeah. Bad ladies trying to get. Guys, buddy. He's just, he's just hanging out. Spotty, did you have something to say? Oh, I was just going to say, um, <laughs> you know, people trying to, uh, yeah, pipe majors, drum sergeants trying to field a band with whatever they've got, yeah. even if they're, you know, really not ready. Oh, yeah, yeah you'll be right. You'll be right. If, out we go. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, no, you'll be fine. Let's go. And like, <laughs> it ends up. Going oh, yeah. Up. Yeah, it's a it's a real thing, eh? Like it, it, wanting wanting to get people into the competition circle and, and a lot of the time those people are keen to get into the competition circle and they're relying a whole heap on on your advice about when to step in and step up into that competition circle. I think I think we've sort of learned that there's some positives to giving people that experience, but there's also some negatives to bringing people in too early and, you know, when they don't really feel like they're up to it. So it's not an enjoyable experience to, to stand in the in the core and play because nerves get the better of them and, and all of that and they kind of feel like they're not up to it. So I think there's a real balance there. Like can we like Oh talking, you can absolutely you can absolutely ruin somebody. Yeah, yeah. You you really have to be talking to people regularly about where, where they're at and how they're going and and that sort of thing. Cause yeah, like there's that fine line of of it'll be right and um actually yeah like you say damaging people uh damaging people's confidence and that sort of thing right absolutely this is this this is the sort of management that we all look up to like you know these grade one grade two pipe majors saint andrews guy or whatever and the issues they have and the issues we have are totally different um and we look to Stuart little or whoever jack lee or whatever for advice on these things but it's like they're not dealing with these issues at all. <laughs> this is not the same thing. No. Uh, so it's like kind of pointless. Uh, you know, if you're in a grade two band, getting advice from a grade one pipe major is incredibly helpful. But what sh- we should really be looking to is a very successful grade four band that's consistently successful and try to mirror that or three, whatever, maybe just a grade above you if that's what your goal is, you know, that sort of thing. <clears throat> um <clears throat> Yeah, I think um, I think this even came up in one of the symposiums with the with Stuart Little ages ago. You know, talking about how do you how do you manage bringing pipers up to to level and managing that feedback. And I think his response was, "Oh, I don't have to do any of that stuff." Right. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Correct. I've got yeah. other senior pipers who worry about that, but no, I, I'm only dealing with the people who are who are confident to to play. You really like the challenges of a high grade band and a lower grade band are completely are completely different. Completely, oh, yeah. Different. absolutely, yeah, big time. <laughs> and if and you're spotted, it goes to show we should we, we should probably stop trying to stop trying to emulate them so much as well because they're doing stuff based on you know the skills and the experience that they have in their band, which you know right through to you know beginner piper right up to pipe major the skills and experience in those bands are heaps better than the skills and experience that that exist in lower grade bands so yeah we should probably start trying to emulate what they do so much (laughs) oh yeah exactly that's that's what i'm thinking like that could be the 
the answer is like <clears throat> learning to manage being a good manager at a different different skills is really important um it, but it's it's sort of i guess it's just piper nature human nature whatever to uh like let's just do what they do because then we'll be great like them like it's a whole different world, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, where that, and, and I'm sure like that, I forget the guy's name who who you were referencing earlier, the St. Andrews guy. What's his name again? The guy you, that helps you. Oh, Wayne. Yeah. Wayne. So like, and maybe he's dealt with it because maybe that band came up through the ranks. I don't know. I don't know that much about him, but, um, but like somebody who's worked their way through that is, is, can be very helpful for that sort of thing. Or you could just be like spotty and fire everybody and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll yeah, just bring, I'll just bring in the great players from around from around the country, and then I, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> that's what I did. I just stood there and looked awesome in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Look look at me. Look what I've look at what I have created. <laughs> uh, but how's that going now? Like where where where's your uh, where's the drum corps at nowadays? Um. Uh, I'm at a point where I've still got largely the same uh, scores from back then, but I've got a, a drum core that's like, I've got two or three new players or players who haven't been like playing for a while or, or have had a break. And I basically need, I'm sort of dragging my heels, but I almost need to reset all the scores at a lower standard to make them accessible for the players I've got. And uh, I don't know if I've got it in me. It's just so, it's so much work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, you got the writing like, software, so. Yeah, I, I got the sign in. I uh, have to do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. The only the only prerequisite to being the drum sergeant. That's you've right. Made, so. is, is you've paid the su- subscription for uh, the drum <laughs> software. Um, yeah, so I've got like I've got potentially a, a reasonable drum corps, but I need to. Oh, there's just so much music to. Rewrite. I've, I've done it before in, in this band, and I, I, I don't know if I want to do it again. It's just, man, that that um, that that's a strong. Uh, you, you hit on something there that's interesting because I've definitely been like that in the last year or so, maybe a couple of years. But the whole reset, like I've been through yeah. seventeen resets. I guess I don't know, I'm wow. making up that number, but it, not not literally, but a lot. It's you know, you a lose lot. your your whole crew. You start over again. You got to back. You got to back off. Do it all over. You know, bring them up lose the crew you started all over again <laughs> so like that's a very real thing at our at our level that your pipe section doesn't well i mean maybe it's been a while since they've had to redo that but you're dealing with that big time and man that's incredibly frustrating at this point i was very similar you asked me how the band was going when we first got on before anybody was here yeah and it's just like i'm in that position like i just i don't know if i got it in me to like start over again like i just i'm just i'm just done <laughs> i don't want to do it uh so i'm you know, I don't know. That that's a, that sucks, big time. Yeah, and um, yeah, and it's just like we. I, I sort of get a little bit of pushback from, well, not pushback, but like uh, people are like, we should have more music, and I'm like, no, we shouldn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> we should have a lot less. <laughs> yeah, like I, I get it. We want pub sets, but we have to learn them, and we have to play them, and we can't play what we've got. Like, uh, it's just, yeah. That's the balance. That's a big, big balancing act is. Yeah. I mean, I'm sometimes envious of like high level, um, competition bands where they've got 
mate, what, uh, two MSRs, a medley, some street marchy tunes. And that's it. It's like, that's great. You can you have this real clear, like the, the goal's pretty clear. Um, whereas we're sort of faced with, um, and then we've got a pub gig. Oh, okay, all those other tunes that we, we haven't played them for two years. Oh, we better learn them. And then I've got to sort of drive these players to, okay, dust that music off. Um, we've got a we've got a gig in a couple of weeks for um, the King's coronation, and I'm kicking myself that I wasn't more thoughtful because I should have really got the drum corps playing the little salute we do, um, which is really easy. Um, but you know, I'm just it's too late now. And if if I even suggest it to the drummers I've got, there'll be a couple of them who go, "We're not going to get this off in time," and they're not. I'm not going to be able to, it's just not going to be able to happen. Um, and that's kind of on me. I should have two or three weeks ago said, yeah, I know we've got to prep for um, uh, the, the, the competitions, but we also need to run through this salute once, once, a, you know, once a week, just so it's ready to go. So now we don't have it. So, yeah. yeah. And it's such a, it's such a two speed thing that's happening. Oh, go, go, Ali, go ahead. Will Schultz, he's got no problem telling people what he thinks. Oh, he's good at telling people what to do. Yeah, I've noticed with that with that look on his face of um, why are you so meaningless? Yeah. yeah. Ali, I think I think it was Ali jumped it into the chat. He said he's like this oracle that's like aloof and probably has a billion things to say and needs to talk through the medium of text. But he's like the difference between grades is like poetry until teaching a child to read. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Probably very accurate. I was going to say the, the the different the different speeds, I guess, with the you know bringing people through. We have a pretty pretty healthy learner program happening in our band at the moment, and it's like every single week we've got um, new pipe. You know, people wanting to learn the bagpipes. We got if we added all the people who are, are learning and and playing, it's probably thirty or more people on you know on the books. It's probably actually probably way more than that we've got nearly 40 um, yeah but yeah the um but it, it's just not the same in in drumming at the moment it's all you know you sort of wonder if you can reply to somebody on their web inquiry have you considered learning the drums you know <laughs> 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 to, start pushing you know, them that way yeah. that's a balance it out and i know these things go through waves and whatever but the wave at the moment is we, we're just um trying to get trying to get a, um the numbers coming through the the pipe core is it's hard work isn't it spotty yeah, um, I and I think one of the issues is there's a level of competence in the pipe core that means several people can teach, or we can use a dojo as as well. But if we don't have dojo, all right, we've got three or four pipers who have the personality and the competence to to teach, and I don't seem to have that. I, I like there. Are, I've, you, you need to have that willingness to teach and I, I tend not to have people in my band that want to do that. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I, so it's just and, me. So it's just me got, doing it. Yeah. And you've got, you've got the competency, but a shit personality spot. Yeah. I'm a complete asshole. You're really pushing the barrel uphill, yeah, aren't you? I, I really wish that everyone would die <laughs> if they can't do, do what I tell them. You are meaningless. Go and learn these flams. <laughs> Come back in a year when you've when you've mastered yeah. the flam. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I'm dealing with the same thing here, teaching wise for pipe side though it's the same thing. Like nobody's willing to do it. Like 
So it's just me. If it falls on just one person, it sucks. So yeah. you know, it's it's a lot of work to organize and stuff. So and then keep keep track of it all. Oh my god, it's such a nightmare. <laughs> Uh, well, that's what we I don't know if you guys talked about this because I dropped out for a sec but we we changed our learner program last year to incorporate the Piper's Dojo and it's made a huge difference in terms of like the onus on tutors <laughs> to remove some of that are like, they getting anywhere though I mean I, I don't yeah <clears throat> and what one yeah, of the things are. I like about like they definitely are progressing like obviously it's early days because we're we've, we're what six months into trialing it but um the beauty of it is it weeds out the time wasters <laughs> so like we like maddie was saying we're spoiled for choice like we get a lot of people who email in and say like oh i saw you guys playing and i really want to learn how to play and it's like awesome but of those we all know if we've taught pipers before like maybe one percent of them will actually translate to being a piper in the band like maybe 40 percent will actually get through like you know the first week or the first couple of weeks like the drop-off rate is huge and there's nothing worse than when you've, you know, donated your time for free or for very low cost to someone for six months who then turns around and is like, actually, I don't think this is for me. And you're like, oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. I just wasted you know, all of that time. I could have been learning music or, you know, doing organizational stuff or marketing or whatever. Like After, so, after 20 years, it's, it's like 20 years of picking up this instrument, I, I finally this year for the first time ever started telling learners that um, if you haven't practiced anything new during the week, just don't turn up. It's totally cool. I don't care if you don't show, that's fine. Just do not turn up to do your practice with me for 30 minutes because it's soul destroying. And it seems to be working, <laughs> but back to the back to the model um, of using the dojo instead, of, like, so the dojo to teach and then us as human beings to check in with face-to-face from time to time seems to be working. You know, people have got the the book, you know, they're working through it. They're asking about stuff that they don't quite understand or don't quite like. Um, they're, sh- they're kind of turning up to say, hey, look where I got to. And you kind of do that and it's kind of encouraging and it's kind of fun. And you can even do it with a few people at once. Um, and then they go away and keep <laughs> learning from the dojo again. And, um, and we get on with things and it's, uh, it's good. It's the onus on learning is entirely on them. And it's kind of almost just the onus for encouragement and being present is on us, you know? Well, and it's the social aspect, right? So a lot of people join a band cause they want a group of friends like to hang out with. And we're lucky in that our practice venue is a pub. So like <laughs> we can grab, <laughs> we can grab a drink and sort of like have a sit down and go through things and have a chat while we're doing it. But the, the beauty of it is that they have to be a self-starter to work through it. And so if they're not a self-starter, they probably would have dropped off in eight months anyway. So we don't have to go through the painful process of showing up every week to teach them to do that. They kind of figure it out on their own in the first couple of weeks and don't waste anyone's time because they've actually got to put some money behind it. So Yeah, and and the other thing, which is probably uh, almost goes unsaid, but should be said is... Um, like the the dojo is a hundred percent a better tutor than I am. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know, like that, that like uh, you know, a program that has been designed over years to teach you know the masses is shitloads better than learning from me. So there's also that. It's also just more effective. So. Mm. This has turned into a, an advertorial. Yeah, yeah, we should definitely <laughs> get cash, a kickback. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I didn't plan this. I swear to God. <laughs> just worked no, out you though did, you, you didn't but uh the, the fact that it's given good. us all this time back in our life is uh why we're so so yeah. excited about it you, you, you're right though like I, I reckon i'm i'm an i'm a good drum teacher 
but generally, if there's one thing that uh, drummers who learn from me exclusively can't do is read music. I can read music to a really good standard, but for some reason, I don't teach it. And it's I think it's really about, uh, you know, you've got a grade four band, you've got these people who come in with no experience and you just want to get them playing because that means <clears throat> they're now a useful asset to the band and they're and they're enjoying they're enjoying their experience and i like i've tried and tried to come up with ways to teach how to read music and it just doesn't seem to work if you put them into the dojo that's almost the first thing they're doing is rhythm training and learning the the the, the language of music um so that's great there you go have that yeah. no, that's <laughs> have you guys nice. so easy. two questions and one is I want let me go to the let me go to Spotty first. Uh, have you guys considered doing the drumming side, or do you guys do the drumming side of the dojo at this point, or no? Have you guys not gone? Yeah, that's how we're, we're we're sort of we're try at the moment we're trying to do um with the the band offers two free introductory lessons um that gives people a and sometimes people do that they do the two lessons and they go actually this is not what I thought it was this is actually really hard work mm-hmm. and um, thanks for your time see you later. Um, if given the two free lessons that we then say, and now go and learn with the dojo, I, I think the band has a bit of an arrangement, yeah. uh, which sort of streamlines their entry. And at the moment, we're sort of trying to meet with those learners every three weeks to um, just, yeah, to have that social get together. Um, there's some stuff that doesn't translate across um, doing things on the internet, like, you know, I'm there with a set of sticks and a practice pad. I can go, oh, think about how you hold the sticks and, and whereas, yeah, yeah, it's just stuff that helps one-on-one. Sure. Um, so that, it's not been super successful yet where we haven't quite, well, we've got, I don't know if we've got, is there anyone that's, not really. Yeah. So we've got two signed up at the moment and we'd actually, so last year we'd gotten to the point where we were so desperate for drummers that I had started learning how to play snare drum. <laughs> Spotty is like rolling his eyes oh at me because I, I was, I was a terrible learner the last time we had a drum check in and I had done no practice and was the only person who showed up and sort of had to sit there in front of Spotty like, sorry, can I get your beer? <laughs> Let's just have a chat. What you guys need to remember is these things take time. Like, the model you're doing where you literally send people off to a gulag, Joseph Darwin did exactly <laughs> the same thing in the middle 20th century. And look, you win a lot of friends and some people die along the way, but you have <laughs> fun. And it's a five-year plan. It's a five-year plan. Now they don't did it as well. Like, you guys are exactly like, if I had to put three historical figures together, I would say the pipe base in Brisbane that shall not be named, Mao Zedong and Joseph Stalin. The three of you are like, like a thing in my mind. So. That's so nice, of you, Thank you. Just give it time. That's what I'm saying. Positive stuff will come. Give it time. <laughs> so you're saying, so you're saying that we're going to send people to a concentration camp in Siberia where they will only play snare drum. That's that should work. That actually would work very successfully. It actually would, have, yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. They'd be like school kids that have nothing else to focus yep. on. Yeah, like sure. After really every prison, after every competition, they'd weep. Um, you know, yeah, they'd have PTSD, but it'd be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd need <laughs> counselling for years, but Christ, we'd just be smashing the grade four circuit. Yeah, and isn't that really what's important? Not not their sanity or, or happiness. That's all that matters. They can solve. 
They can sob for hours. It doesn't matter. But I guess the thing I would say about the drumming side is that it's a little bit less um, progressed than what the piping is. So we started the piping around basically as soon, well, actually just before we got back from the Aussies because we, one of the reasons we looked into it was because we had, um, we were so comp focused in the lead up to that competition that we didn't want to lose momentum with the learners, but we were so busy. So we were like, well, let's get this started and, and get the learners started on the dojo because at least that way they can get themselves started and then we'll sort of check in once we come back from the Aussies. To, um, to see what happens. I think with the drumming side of things, we didn't actually kick that off until early this year, did we, Spotty? So we sort of got yeah, in touch with right. everyone at the end of last year, just before the Christmas break. So it was kind of bad timing anyway to sort of stay in touch with people because the band was on a break. Um, and then when we checked back in with people, life changes had happened. I think someone had a new job. So we actually had, I think it was like eight people interested, like six showed up for the first um, session. And we've still got I think one or two that are still like progressing through with it, but we get drumming leads every now and then just not as many as pipes. Cause I think people get a lot more excited about playing the bagpipes than drums. It's sort of either they've played drums in school and they're keen to sort of translate it to snare drumming or, you know, you rope in someone's sister or cousin or whatever. Who's like, Oh, actually I used to play snare and I, you know, haven't played since high school and I might pick it up again. So, but um, we've actually, I was surprised because like coming out of last year, we only had, I think three band drummers and now we're up to almost six again, Spotty, aren't we? Yeah, but you once talk again, it down, but you, you oh, have yeah, but, but it's learners like, in the in the um, pipeline who come through and they come out yeah, of the woodwork. But with they the don't know anything. That. Like it's like no, I, I mean, I, like like Ali said, it takes time. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I've got time, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I I know exactly what you're feeling, bro. Because like it's even with pipers, it takes five years to make a yeah. at the very least to make somebody that's actually useful. Um, yes, unless you're really lucky. And it's or it's a kid that's really talented or something. Um, it, it takes a long time. So you're like that first year, you you're gonna lose eighty percent of them anyway, and you're just like, yep. when is this guy gonna go? Like, <laughs> like yeah, uh, exactly. it's just such a devastating emotional fucking roller coaster. And, but, and using yeah. the the dojo does like like Camille said, like this. It's I'm sure the dojos are. I'm, I know the dojos are great product, but some people struggle with that model of learning sure yeah. and if 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 that's the first uh resi- like choke point they experience and they go i don't want to do this we've probably just saved ourselves a heap of grief because yeah. you know yeah, to, that's, that's like the, idea, the, yeah. the, the competent uh pipers and drummers in pipe bands who end up being um you know grade two grade one level players they can deal with um minor irritations on the way and they can they can self-adjust and they're self-aware and yeah, I know I'm not the best and I'll go away and practice that. Like you said earlier, we're dealing with people who are oblivious often, not all of them. Yeah. Certainly not all of them. We should never say that. Um, We've got lots of good people in the band, but some of them, you, you have to explain, no, that's not good, (laughs) you know, or, or or not prepared to go, I will, I will use a metronome or I will, I'll try something else. That's not, what I already know, you know, like I'll try to change my grip, how I hold my sticks because um, I'll, I'll research it myself. I'll look online. I'll see what's on YouTube. I'll, I'll you know, there, there's lots of people out there that just got to be sort of. Yeah. Like the, the, I know that using a metronome and practicing with a manometer from time to time <coughs> and recording myself and listening to how it sounds or asking someone else to listen to how it sounds will all make me better. Yet that is a hurdle. <laughs> it's yeah. quite difficult for many to overcome. I don't get it. It's like I want to be a better piper, but um, 
you know, there's, well, a, there's much. a bunch of things here. I'm not, <laughs> not going to do those. They, they sound confronting, um, which is interesting. The takeaway from all of this, Andy, is that um, we're so flush with, with kind of pipers and the pipeline of pipers um, compared to the kind of the pipeline of, of drumming that we basically we basically ended up with our pipe sergeant learning drums. That's how <laughs> flush we are. We're, we're fine. Hey, Camille, <laughs> about your piping, have you considered drumming? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like diplomatic way of trying to beat me from the call. Like, oh, have you actually considered a different instrument? <laughs> you have great rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> We missed that, Ali. Try again. Drum major. Drum major. Drum major. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, we uh, one of our our youngest our youngest member of the band or our youngest marching member of the band decided that he uh, wanted to be a drum major now, and given the uh, given his general antics everywhere we've been ever. I can't wait to see that guy <laughs> dressed up to the to the nines out the front with a mace getting to lead everybody. Oh, man, it's going to be so, fun. So this is a kid who joined us when he was like, I think he was like 15 when he first started. And he was like a really, like quite shy, reserved, like really polite, straight-laced sort of like um, kid. Uh, very quiet, like, you know, didn't really speak up much and kind of was like really, oh, thanks, whenever someone said feedback, super eager, but just never really talked. And then we had a party last year, like a Burns Supper Kaylee thing. And we asked him if he wanted to, well, we said, does anyone want to do the Burns address? Because no one ever wants to do it. The address um, to the we Haggis. Had, the address to the Haggis, sorry. We had the, um, we had the like, we had someone lined up, they fell through and he sort of put his hand up for it. We're like, okay, go for it. Like, this will be interesting. Like great opportunity for a kid to like get himself out there. And he gets up and it was this like mind-blowingly amazing. Like he put on the voice yeah. and the cat, he, he just like put, put on a Scottish room, accent. Like, yeah, it was incredible. And we're like, holy cow, this 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 Where kid is leadership material. Yeah, big time. So <clears throat> yeah, and he, he's usually classic, like just turned 18 year old now, where he's sort of, you know, being a bit cheeky and acting out and stuff. So we were on the Anzac Day march and he was talking about, oh, the drum majors look cool. Hey, I'm like, do you want to be one? Like, the whole can get up. We need someone to do it. Like, <laughs> and yeah. he's like, oh, I would love to. I'm like, sweet. He just wants to be out in front where it can't be mistaken that he's part of a boring old pipe band. He wants to be out in front. He wants to be dressed up like a rooster, looking fancier than everybody else. And I know he just wants to be, he just wants to throw that mace sky high and catch it on the march. That's all he wants what? to do. There was literally, I, I, another, there was another um, pipe band, it was BBC, and they, they have the boys dressed up in like the big Busby, like the big feather bonnets and like mm. the full plate with like all the brooches yeah. and stuff number one and he's dress. like would i get to wear that i'm like yeah that's what i get up is he's like oh i'm there i'm gonna do it this sounds awesome. all of a sudden he was like super excited yeah who, who is this kid and what instrument Pete. does he play it's Pete. He's a pipe it's oh the the you know, blonde kid kind of wavy yeah. that kid oh okay yeah. really yeah I, i'm pretty so, sure like He'd chase, he'd chase a shiny chip packet blowing down the street. Like, like oh, that looks awesome. I'll do that. <laughs> That's interesting. Like, do, are, are you, but do, do you risk losing a piper over this? Like, I don't know if, he, I don't remember if he's good or not or whatever, but, but like, is it, no, would is, you rather have him out be, there than? This will be, no, this will be an awesome piper. And uh, when we were talking about it, I said to him, you're not allowed to stop learning the pipes. Like, that's, 
that's priority number one. But when it comes to Anzac Day and a couple of other, you know, kind of serious marches that we have, learn, you know, learn how to be a drum major for that. But no, he'll he'll uh, he'll be a piper first. Well, I hope. He might be so good at drum majoring that he becomes, you know, the quintessential and, and basically decides to stick the, the piping. But like I say, I mean, we're farming out our pipe sergeant to be a drummer, so we're going okay. <laughs> we actually, we had a group chat when we, um, I set up a group chat just to set him up because there's another um, drummer in the band who used to be quite a good drum major. So we're like, oh, well, he can show you the ropes, like, you know, um, talk you through it all. And Pierce is like, yeah, I want to learn, like, how to throw the mace and how to flourish. And our quartermaster is like a, he was a drill sergeant in the British Army and then the Australian Army for like 30-odd years. And he's just playing back with his very, very straight lace, like, you do not flourish at parade. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> shut it down, shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the golden-haired boy, as uh, Ali yeah. calls him? um so andy i'm i'm curious when you were in australia what what struck you as the weirdest difference like what did you notice was like like when you came over like what was really similar and what surprised you you mean australian culture or the band specifically either or oh um so my impression, well, in general of Australia was it was very much like the U.S. It wasn't didn't feel like I was in a foreign country that much. Granted, everybody spoke English, of course, sort of. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what some <laughs> variation of it, I guess. It's a little hard to understand you guys at times, especially Ali. But uh. <laughs> you didn't feel safer. You didn't feel safer. <laughs> I think that's what Ali is getting at. Oh, is that? Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I knew I wasn't going to get shot in the street. Uh, you know, that's a very common thing here but uh <laughs> or anywhere you go but uh yeah so but i remember thinking like huh it's just kind of feel, it didn't feel that different like when i normally travel like it feels you know it feels like you're somewhere you know uh so there was that food was very similar um a lot of fried food you guys love love your fried food there so uh <laughs> granted we spent a lot of time in pubs so there, you know that's kind of normal i suppose but uh um but uh what else? Ali says, uh, says being a bagpiper does increase your chances of being shot in the street. <laughs> that was me, actually. Yeah, that was me. I, uh, I reckon being a piper actually puts you pretty high on the on the list of being shot. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, what else about Australia? I don't know. Like, um, band-wise, it's very similar. The competitions are different than the U.S., but we're strange the way we do it compared to the way everybody else does it. So, um, you guys have a very similar. Did any wildlife try to kill you? <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that, yeah, uh, several times. <laughs> it is, it is a crazy country, and I, the one thing I was surprised by, I suppose, was that I did not, not even once, saw a crazy, crazy ass spider in any way, which was wild. Um... <laughs> but I did prepare you. <laughs> I did prepare you. I gave Annie and Heather like a welcome pack when they, when they like, cause they both stayed with me. And so I gave them a little like bag that had their band stuff in it. <laughs> like the biggest can of bug spray I could find in any supermarket <laughs> just to make them feel safe. Like this is the Australian equivalent of a gun. <laughs> yeah. Protection. Never had to use it. Uh, I didn't even think to try that on the birds though. We did several times. Well, the entire two weeks I was terrorized by this goddamn bird uh, at Camille's house. Uh, but, 
that part was that part was exciting um i don't know why but it like especially hated you (laughs) like oh it was definitely it would like it would fly at me but Andy, like i've got some archways in front of my front door and andy would literally poke his head out and it would scot him like i don't know how yeah i don't know how it was that fast and knew it like i i would just poke my head out just to see if it was there and it would get me it was wild like (laughs) it was like every day and it it was relentless uh there were two of them too the other i don't know if the both were attackers but they'd both screech at you the whole time so like we'd go out the front door they'd be up in the the power lines just screeching at you uh like hey motherfucker i know you're there (laughs) 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 so yeah there was that was fun uh we would like run to the car dive into the car through the way it was like dukes of hazard you know we're just diving into the fucking car (laughs) well you guys know what dukes of hazard is probably but (laughs) but uh yeah so that was fun uh but uh yeah, it was it was uh, interesting to go that far and 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 feel like you know you guys your everything's so similar because your country's so friggin' big, just like ours. So like everything's spaced out, houses are spaced out, you know, on top of each other, stuff like that. Um, where in, you you go to like the UK and everybody's on top of each other because it's so small. Like the houses are tiny, uh, or anywhere in Europe, I suppose that it's you know it's like row houses and everybody's on top of each other. So. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I wonder if that's why you get, I wonder if that's why like, um, U S and Australians are generally bigger people. You have more room to grow, like, you know, like a fish tank, you know, where, <laughs> where in the UK, everybody's so little in Ireland, everybody's so little and stuff. Cause they're all on top of each other. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I remember talking to a, a, a former grade one drummer who was like doing lots of tuition in Australia and New Zealand. And he said, we're at the beach, we're at Noosa. And he's like, you guys have this beach here? And we're like, yeah, what about it? He goes, this is amazing. I'm like, oh, okay, it's just a beach, mate. We've got them everywhere. <laughs> and he's like, man, if I had this in Northern Ireland, I never would have played drums. I would have been at the beach every weekend. I'm like, right. okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, so maybe that's part of why there's so many, you know, high-level pipe ends in northern ireland and the uk like because <laughs> it's cold and freezing wet and miserable in winter so they're all learning scores for the Absolutely. pipe end season yeah i'm pretty confident like- that's a that's definitely involved as to why the u.s struggles and the uk mm-hmm. does so well because there's nothing to yeah, fucking no, do there. No, 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 uh, surfing world champions, no surfing world champions coming out of Ireland. Is that what you're getting at, Spotty? Yeah, I'm pretty. I haven't met any of you. Like, no, no, no definitely not. Uh, they and plus pipe bands a drinking culture. They're a drinking culture. Like it's like, hey, yeah. we can do both at one time. You know, uh, <laughs> we're here. It's it's really tough with the kids because they 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 do a million things in the U.S. Like. Nobody yeah, encourages exactly. anybody to do be good at one thing. It's like let's try everything, and you know, you know, and usually it ends up being sports or something. But uh, yeah. what that they end up going to. But uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> we had the same struggle where I I went and started learning drums because we literally had I had a student. We had nobody to teach. We had a student. <laughs> Probably tw- right before COVID. Maybe twenty. When did COVID happen? Twenty twenty. So like maybe 2019, maybe 2018, I forget, something like that. Like I started taking drum lessons from a like a pro because I knew we had to have somebody that could lead somebody in a direction. I didn't just to get them started. Then I'll just send them to somebody yeah. online. But like you have to have somebody that they can meet, that they can see yes. something. 
you know? Yeah. Like, oh, and, and I, fuck, I, I knew enough to play some mass band scores and I started, I was intending to, to learn the competition stuff. So we had, so we had somebody, even if we had two people that, you know, there you go. Two, that's all we need. <laughs> two snares. We can ha- put anybody on base, you know? Um, and <laughs> don't tell the base player that. <laughs> Well, I mean, just to get by, that doesn't mean they're good. Yeah, trust yeah. me, I, I appreciate bass more than anything. But uh, like, but you know, it's it's the maybe it's not because if it's bad, it can be really bad. Yeah, <laughs> but, <it's> uh, true. <laughs> but yeah, that was our intent, and unfortunately, we got a new couple drummers in, just moved to town or whatever it was, however it came about, uh, that could play. And I was like, oh, great, I don't have to do this. And then it turns out like neither of, neither of them really wanted to teach, so I was like, oh, fuck, no somebody's still got to do this you know so uh, they just wanted to come in and play they weren't leader types or didn't want it and not that they weren't but just didn't want to so yeah yeah man <laughs> that's that's the challenge you got to have the somebody that's good that has the ability to teach which is a skill in its own and actually wants yeah. it which is a whole i mean yep. that's a lot to to come together at one time you know so it's it's a it's this it's a brilliant challenge of grade four or five or three probably yeah I, you know i think um i think equ- each of those things are equally difficult as well it's like you need like the confidence you need the the style of approach and you need the the like the give a fuckedness um like you know you, you need people who still have the motivation and interest in actually doing it which um mm-hmm. yeah is is a big part of it when it comes to pipe bands people do get you know do get burnt out it's pretty easy for um you know there's lots of people who have a hiatus away from bands just to kind of sort of say oh that'll do me and then uh, after a number of years decide to to come back and and then kind of love it again but yeah the the kind of desire is um is a big part of the is a is an important ingredient for sure yeah and and i 20 years later i get why people left pipe bands <laughs> like <laughs> there's a there's a big time well i don't know if he's still anymore but there's a big time pro level piper on the west coast that taught everybody if if you wanted to like be a serious solo competitor there's like two people you went to one was seamus corn the other one is this guy named ian whitelaw and i remember ian used to teach us back when i was a brand new beginner he would come in and work with us uh and and he, but he wouldn't play in a pipe band he was the la scots were grade one back then you guys may have heard the name uh, and I was always, I remember asking him once, like, why don't you play in pipe bands? Why aren't you in the LA Scots? Cause you're so, you know, we we're all like, we looked up to this guy cause he was a great, great player. And he's like, Oh, um, I'm, I'm done with that. <laughs> like I don't want any part of that anymore. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was like baffled because pipe bands was all that I cared about. Like I, solos were fine, but it was just a means to an end. I just wanted to play in a band. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was just baffled by that. Now I completely get it. Like it's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> to try to run a band and and it kind of like it compounds on top of itself as well because like the pipes are a wonderful instrument to play when you're playing well and the pipes are running well and you're playing them often and everything is just like in sync and humming but the longer you leave it the further from that utopia you get and the less likely you are to want to pick up the pipe so i had a hiatus for a I don't know, somewhere between eight and 10 years. And the longer I didn't play for, the long, the more I didn't want to play because the thought of having to pick them up, get the stamina back, like try to keep that bag going, try to blow in a read, remember things, you know, get past that 
that phase of just sounding like shit was just such a was such a obstacle to overcome you know um and i think you know it's kind of like it you know pipers and stuff that play sheepskin bags and stuff and they don't play them for a week and it all of a sudden gets really hard it's like someone who hasn't been to the gym for three months is like oh i don't want to go for the first session yeah <laughs> that know? first one yeah um, absolutely yeah it actually it's kind of it's difficult because it's it's easier the more you play um so if you start to slack off it it becomes a pretty big obstacle to jump for people i think oh huge yeah i've experienced that myself yeah you take some time off i've never taken years off i've maybe a you know a couple weeks or something three weeks or something like that and man that it's like shit <laughs> i gotta i gotta i gotta my lips gotta work again like what Ugh. and it I makes it really hard off every month <laughs> so that's I, I why hope... you want me to lead things so you can listen from outside the circle <laughs> yeah oh. actually exhausted i need a rest <laughs> well, well that's the great great thing as a pipe major you can just be like oh yeah i'm just gonna listen and dial things in like i just don't want to fucking play <laughs> like i'm tired yeah. and don't want to do it yeah. <laughs> got a good yeah. excuse yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, Wayne was saying to me, he goes, when you're in the circle, he goes, you don't actually have to hear anything. You don't have to hear anything that's good or bad or provide feedback. He goes, that's the beauty of being the pipe major. He goes, you say, let's just do it again and focus on those two things I said. And then, all right, let's just do it again and focus on those two things I said. He goes, <laughs> yeah, just, just keep doing it. It's all about the illusion. <laughs> hey, that's so good. true. I must remember that. So remember that when matt does wait. it so you know he's not actually doing anything he's just like yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they, they all know i'm not doing anything it's, it's all right <laughs> the illusion is for everyone else <laughs> so interesting story about wayne andy you're probably the best one to tell this so while we're at the aussies so wayne who's the um, pipe major that matt's talking about that he's been learning from um He's a really good mate of the band, so he actually used to be a tutor of the band um, basically as long as I've been in it, which is about six years, I think, seven years? Jesus. Um, so he used to tutor previous pipe majors and stuff like that, and, and Matt's um, been working with him as well. So he's a grade one piper that plays for one of the big events here, but he, um, he, he just kind of shows up. Some, he's like this enigma that just shows up at a gig sometimes and helps out. Like we don't tell him that we're doing it, and he, he just kind of is in the area or he's seen his post on social media about it and he did it on Paddy's last year and just kind of rocked up out of nowhere and picked up, he, he borrowed my pipes. He's just like, oh, I haven't played in a year. Do you mind if I have a crack? And then just ripped out like pumpkins fancy and like three other horn pipes, the best any of us have ever heard. We were just like, if we're not fucking worthy, <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. But um, at the, so he's done this for a few competitions in the past where I had to cover my first competition as a pipe major last year. Um, Cause I want a previous pipe major had um, placement on. So I had to run things. And I was shitting myself because tuning is not my strong point. <laughs> Sandy can definitely attest as my tutor. Um, and, <laughs> um, and um, yeah, he just rocked up at it. And he was like the guardian angel that kind of flew in out of the sky. And I was like, oh, I, I heard you guys were competing today. I thought you might need a hand. I'm like, oh, thank you. It's just about melting. <laughs> like, I don't have to do this. <laughs> well, you're giving the story of him being the guardian angel, but Wayne's like the nicest he most is. chill human ever, right? Um, but he has this ability to turn <laughs> up and just like scare the shit out of everybody. So he turns up 
And like, I remember the first time you tuned my drones, I don't remember ever really being that nervous in front of somebody, but he's just got this thing about him where he came to tune my drones and I was just like, I don't know how to play this tune anymore. And I just felt like <laughs> such a toss, you know, but he's like, he's got this ability to just show up at practice and everyone's like, the stakes just rose like this, this much higher, like immediately as soon as he showed up and he's just turning up going like, Hey guys, just said I'd come and see how you're all going. And everyone's it's like freaking out because Wayne's there. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, dad's here, guys. Like everyone, yeah. everyone are cool. Yeah. 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 Everyone just be just be better than we were just before. Like just yeah. be better. <laughs> no pressure. Just but, stand um, up a little straight. The, yeah. <laughs> but at the Aussies, that was like quite a memorable moment for me where we were sort of tuning up beforehand. And as Matt said, like, because it was like we'd been on a plane, so our instruments were fucked and we had a different climate to like sort of get used to because Sydney's quite a bit drier than Brisbane and it's been a really, it had been a really wet year here and all that sort of stuff. Like trying to get used to all of that for the competition. We were having troubles with tuning and everything. And then, <laughs> Andy, you're probably best to tell this because you described them as the pit crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, you want oh, me to take this one? Oh, sorry. I don't yeah, know if you yeah, want yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Camille's throwing to you, man. Uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, keep going. That's a good story. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, the, I don't know if they were St. Andrews guys, but him and I would say at least two other guys. Three. Okay. Yeah. So at least two other guys just came over as we were standing around and we were kind of doing our, doing it ourselves more or less. And uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Honey Bourbon was there too, helping out. Uh, And then this fucking pit crew shows up and they're just fucking ramming through everybody like all right let's do the final tuning <laughs> right so yeah. um and so they're going you know typical process you know one one by one play together one by one play together kind of stuff but it was really it was like oh here we go and i don't know how people reacted i've seen stuff like this before i've been in that situation before but i don't know if you guys have but uh like you know it, it was incredibly helpful to have and it's i hope for you guys, it like builds confidence. Like, oh, thank God, somebody's really going to dial this in for us because it makes a difference. Granted, you know, you can't overcome blowing errors if people can't blow, but yeah. it at least gives you the confidence. Like, all right, especially the pipe major potentially, and, and maybe the leadership. Um, they're like, oh, okay, we don't have to. This is just one less thing I have to worry about right now because <laughs> yeah, it's because that's it's such a major thing, you know. It was it was it was fantastic. The, the, like the. These guys are like <laughs> to, to our band. It's like these enigmas just turning up, and like they don't need they don't need tuners or anything like that. They're just reaching over and fixing your tape, like you know, like while we're all playing. And I'm like, how the hell did he know that that was not you know? It was just well, they, they re- were incredible. But there's this picture of Owen, our pipe major, and it's like you know, <laughs> kudos to them. It's like get the pipe major right, you know, so that 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 they can go in and be completely confident in their sound <clears throat> but you got these like grade one level just incredibly confident dudes but he's got like three or four guys surrounding him there's like he's yeah. playing someone's listening to the channel there's two people doing the drones there's someone else just like standing there and nodding and i'm thinking like how the hell is he playing anything with this level of scrutiny right now like it was it was um it was something to behold and i remember actually at the time going holy crap i'm glad i'm not the pipe major there's no way i'd be able to get out like a, a like a semi-confident tune right now <laughs> but I love that they so, like they swoop. They were literally it's like the cavalry's here, like five of these dudes, and they were all in like their black UQ. So they looked like they were from like a like in uniform from like a something. 
they've like swooped in out of the darkness where all they're like you know trying to tune up and then they literally just came through like a pit crew one by one like Matt say like you know come and listen for a tune and Matt Rigby is one of the um UQ pipers so these are the guys that go and play with like Canterbury from New Zealand and win the nationals every year and stuff like that like they're exceptional pipers and they're just like savants for this stuff like they'll come and just listen and go yeah no yeah your a is out of tune like how the like they just have perfect pitch for pipe tuning like it's yeah, bizarre yeah. I think that, that, they could that was this. the most that was the most incredible piece was just like there's there's the process that you can follow which is one bit but then the next bit is your ear for sound and your ability to you know influence and improve the sound and it was matt who just was walking around the middle of the circle while we're all playing walked past me and and the D was at like there was a bad D right and he's walking past and he just like reaches over while I'm playing and just like just adjusts it and the, 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 there was no more bad D and I was like how can like yeah, yeah just like a perfect pitch sound like yeah the guys to are, pick that to pick great. that out out of like we had what 18 yeah, pipers like for the 18 cops. pipers playing and yeah he knew it was sharp he, like he, he just he just knew and I was like, wow, that is a level of skill that I don't think is learnable in my lifetime. Big time. But it was also <laughs> something that really struck me that was really sweet was like, because we're all from Queensland, obviously, and we're in New South Wales, which for those of us who aren't Australian is a different state in Australia. Um, and it, it felt a little bit like, you know, as the pipe band community, but also they were sort of looking out for another Queensland band. So they actually had a practice on that afternoon that they rescheduled so that they could be there to help us tuning because they were playing in the high grade comps the next day. And they, like Wayne texted me and said like, oh, you know, oh, how's it all going? Like when are you guys tuning up? And when I told him, he's like, oh, okay, cool. And then he told me afterwards that they like messaged their band leader and said like, oh, we need to change our practice so we can go and help yeah, the Brisbane yeah. man's tune up for the lower grade practice on that day. It was like, that's so touching. Like that they would take yeah, time yeah. out of their schedule and their practice to come and, you know, help bug lugs us on the, you know, bottom feeders to actually sound a little bit better. <laughs> And as far as like skill goes in that band, I think I think at the moment UQ are, are marching out with I, I think it's no less than six previous pipe majors of at least a grade two band. So yeah. you know they're like they're rocking they're rocking it as far as like um, you know where the where the skills and experience live right now. They're they're killing it. So yeah, we were so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> but poor Spotty had no help. <laughs> Oh, I had, like, um, it's like looking around, like, what do I do? Should I do something? Well, no. Well, you had Ali. That, you had I had Ali Manfield. Yeah, yeah. Who, who... Well, you saw how useful he was today. <laughs> well, I mean, Ali's getting a bit of a bad rap today, but in fairness, um, Ali playing in the band is kind of like even a, a bigger, he's like same same level kind of guy as all of the pit crew that turned up for the piping. Yeah. So that was that was pretty amazing. So also he he's the sort of guy like we're talking about um, people willing to teach and lead. If I was ten minutes late to practice, and he was there on time, he'd go, "Okay, let's let's start with the uh, the march in the MSR." Like every other drummer in that core would sit there and look at their phone until I turned up. So right, yep. He would like it. I never asked that. He just did it, and I also said to him about four weeks out, like I would, I had brought the drums up to tension and was continuing to do that. But I said, would you mind if, uh, can I, can you just be my drum tuner? Because, you know, the better bands have that. You could grade one and two bands. They, they'll have an ex drummer or one of the drummers in the core 
not the lead drummer, who tunes. So the lead drummer can focus on the, on the playing. Someone else is worrying about drum tuning. And I'm like, well, this guy is the lead tip of a grade two band. He, he can tune my drums. And, and, and I, I didn't have to twist his arm. I just said, can you tune the drums? He went, yep. And so he did. So that was great. So I was, yeah, normally I, I do it all. I tune the drums. I run the practice, you know, on the day. He was, yeah. I, yeah, I brought the drums up the tension locally. But once we got to um, a couple of weeks out, he took over. And so, okay. yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't alone. I was well supported. And what, what else should be pointed out is uh, Ali was driving four hours, yeah. two hours two and two hours yeah. back home. Yep. to um to come and practice with us every week. Yeah, which was, I never was, expected. Four hours like, worth of travel. Yeah, on a weeknight usually. Yep, yeah, on a weeknight. On a Monday, so he was coming to a, brought his to, two boys. Yep, who were playing in the band also. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, pretty, pretty epic commitment. Them. <laughs> I remember, yeah, those, um, I remember when Ali, really- like, when Ali and the boys first turned up, like, like, like Spotty's, um pretty like pretty world-class you know sharp-witted sharp-witted smart ass but <laughs> ali and his boys are like that there's like there's the bell curve and then they're all the way like they're not even on the graph level of smart ass and um we're sort of in the circle and ali's just like making quips and hanging shit on people and just like generally dancing around and carrying on like a tosser. And I was like, who the hell is this bloke? And then I heard him play drums and I was like, Oh, I see. Oh, I see. <laughs> like we are very, we are very privileged to have this like Smile hilarious shit, Peter yeah. Pan, like clown in our circle, just making <laughs> jokes the whole time. Like, he's an absolute, he's an absolute le- legend. It lifted the energy of band practice. Like, substantially when he was there just because like he just oozes it he oozes energy like you talk about one person making a difference to a group dynamic and like it really does like you add in one person who's just that much of a dickhead and it makes such a difference (laughs) everyone else just looks in and like oh yeah that's right practice is fun the funniest thing I can remember him saying it just cracked it like every time I thought about it for a week it made me giggle where um his two boys are just your classic like laconic laconic sort of teenagers you know like oh you're right dad like just (laughs) and one of them um he asked him a question about something and Ali's like I'm gonna pick a number between one and ten and if you can guess the number we'll do it and then Quella's like oh I don't know, six? And he's like, no, the number I picked was 2.9865438. <laughs> so you were way off. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, great. <laughs> then Carl's like, oh, shit, dad. <laughs> and they fall for it every time. Every single time. I heard him do yeah. it like two or three times and they still picked the number. I'm like, you know how this goes. <laughs> Uh, I, I just loved his choice of uh, hatware, generally speaking. Oh yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's like he, he's, he he never plans to be single again. Like no, no, like, no. I hope I hope he never is. Jesus Christ! Very comfortably married. Yeah. <laughs> With those hats, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it, it was uh, it was very fun having him around for sure. Once I could understand him and the boys, uh, <laughs> it took a little while, but. Yeah, they're they're uh, <laughs> very funny, <clears throat> but uh, so hopefully, uh, you know, I th- I had a great time going down there. Um, I Heather, I, from what I remember, did too. Um, it was great fun, you know, working with you guys and not working with you, but just playing with you guys and stuff. Um, so yeah, 
it's a it's a good band. You guys got a lot going on, which is cool. It's always nice to see, um, you know, a grade four band of that, you know, kind of having having their shit together. So it seems, you know, especially when it comes to setting up I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we give the leadership. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's all an illusion, right? That's all that matters, right? Isn't that what's whoever said it (laughs) Wayne or whoever it was everyone is faking it and just giving the impression they know what they're doing (laughs) it's it's worth pointing out though like um the band is exceptionally well run like and and I I mean uh uh Spotty and I excluded from this Mm. that the band like as a general rule is really well run and I remember when I took on the fight major gig the number of people who say Oh, commiserations, you know, like it's kind of like a joke, you know, you don't know what you've signed up for. It's actually, I'm sure Spotty has the same kind of view. Aside from um, teaching people and and kind of running practices and and leading the circle, um, we got it pretty easy. Our committee is pretty outstanding. It's it's exceptionally well-organized band, full of um, a lot of, you know, really good people that want to have a lot of fun. So it does make it a reasonably easy easy thing to be part of yeah i agree yeah, that's... It's, it's, we've got a we've got some um people in the committee who are using their professional skills to deliver a really nice product like i just come in and swear at people and say you fuck that shit up <laughs> you know and use, and use drumming words in there as well um, and then there's these other people organizing grants for funding and running events and running our band calendar with a high level of um, competence. It's like, man, I've been in lots of bands and uh, this one is one of the most well-run. It's, it, it definitely is. It's it's really impressive. Yeah, that, that's great. I, I'm, I'm still on your band app for some reason and the at least you guys, the level of communication is fucking yeah. obnoxious as hell. Like, I don't yeah, understand. Why you guys talk so much? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People who actually like each other yeah. and want to talk about bagpipes. Like we and like stuff. to know something, yeah. It's yeah. like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I try to get anybody to respond to anything. It's like, you know, pulling teeth, obviously, but holy moly. <laughs> I'm on several band apps, pipe band apps, for whatever reason, various bands. It's like I've never seen it. Like I wake up, it's like thirty-two messages on Brisbane's band thing or whatever. It's, it could be fifty. It's probably like ridiculous. <laughs> but that's good because you like wake up during our daytime, so we're all replying. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's the, always you're getting the critical mass while you're catching Z's. Like <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> but it, but it is it is remarkable. There is good communication at least, and I don't know if that's good or bad for the leadership to. It's like a lot of people have a lot to say. Like, <laughs> I, think it's I don't kind know. Of both. Like, I know I definitely run things. I prefer for people to be really transparent and open and direct and honest with us. And I know Matt definitely feels the same way. So I like it when people are open and honest about things. But it kind of, there's such a thing as like, it very much feels like herding cats sometimes, especially the more people you get into the organization. So you put up a, it happened this week where it's like, oh, we've got this gig. You know, we need to figure out numbers for accommodation. So here's the link put a comment in this event. So go to the link, not into this chat. The only reason I'm putting it in this chat is because I know from experience that like a lot of the people have notifications turned off from their feed, but they will look at the chat. So I'm like, so posting in both just so that everyone knows about it. What happens? Like immediately someone comments in the chat, their answer. I'm like, (laughs) go to the link. (laughs) 
So, so one of the issues with having a, having an extremely friendly and organised committee is that um, instead of people actually using the information, or, and I don't say this for everybody, but generally, you know, sometimes, um, you know, instead of just looking at all of the planning information that has been provided, it's like just a phone call to Camille, like, what are we doing today? <laughs> and she's like, how much shit do I need to post on the band app to get you guys to be organised yourselves? Like The number of times you've been playing... The number Maybe of times I've been claiming that I was like, it's in the app. <laughs> like, look at the yeah, app. Yeah. It's in the right. app. So, Camille, <laughs> Go to the what calendar. are we doing today? And she's like, are you serious? It's in the app. <laughs> <laughs> Posting yeah. here so I don't have to have this conversation 30 times. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's like, imagine if everybody called you. It's, maybe it's but, but 10% as, of them, but... It, as far as everyone yeah. everyone posting and, you know, like everyone talking and offering views and opinions and thoughts and all that sort of bizzo... And whether or not that's a good or a bad thing, like I think a hundred percent, it's a great thing, right? Like you don't you don't want, you know, two or three or six or whatever it is, people running, and you kind of want the organisation to run itself. And and the way to do that is to get everyone to buy in. Um, I reckon it does. I reckon it would definitely drive um, some people crazy from time to time who are just like you know would love the autocracy of just like just fucking tell us what we're doing and don't take anyone's feedback. We're not having it, you know, and there's actually a time and a place for that. And um, sometimes that's helpful, but generally speaking, um, everyone in the band has a voice if they, if they want to have a voice and you kind of see that flowing through on the app with everyone putting their voice forward. I I thought like as much as I, um, I couldn't give a shit about Sean's G1s or whatever. I don't <laughs> care. But you know what's really good? A guy comes to the band and goes, i got to do this funeral and I'm going to play at the deceased's pipes. I need some help. And like five people go, i got this. I can help you. Have you considered this? Oh, it's definitely this pitch. Bang, bang, bang. This has got nothing to do with our band. And everyone, for the love of the music, is chipping in to help out a mate. Just mute the feed. That, yeah. That's what I did. Like, I don't give a shit about easy drones, but see that <laughs> yeah. guy helped out. That's great. What a community, hey? Yeah, big time. Is that is that the same on the drum side? Um, <laughs> um yeah, but it, yeah, yeah. There's less conversation. Um, there's less drummers. There's less drummers. That's a good point. Yeah, the the population is smaller. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's, not, it's not silent. It's not silent on the drumming side. No, no, no. There's things getting chatted about. Um, mostly people the other saying thing I would say can't is make like, it. It's one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the soul destroying part of it too, isn't it? More communication means more people cancelling. Um, but the other thing I've noticed about our band, which I haven't, admittedly, I've only played in well, not as many as you, Spotty, for example, or you, Andy, but. Like the uh, in a lot of bands, the drummers and pipers are very separate. So like, the drummers will do their thing, and the pipers will do their thing, and the drum sergeant and the pipe major might have a quick chat, but otherwise, never the twain shall meet. You know, like it's yeah. very like siloed. Whereas we're very conscious of not doing that. Like we're a whole band. We're all just people who are kind of hanging out, you know, making music and having fun. And, and a big part of what we want to do is make sure that the pipers and drummers are listening to each other because it helps promote ensemble. So whether that's in conversation or in the music that we're playing it's actually really important that everyone gets on and kind of chats to each other so that you're more likely to sort of engage with each other and, and, and be a part of that. Um, And it helps then to sort of encourage both cores to be a part of it. So yeah, like you'll get John weighing in on piping chats and whatever. We haven't created like private 
groups for the pipers or drummers like everyone can see everything that happens in those because every now and then you know spotty will weigh in with a sarcastic comment and helps to keep the banter up you know so <laughs> it's good yes. <laughs> we try to encourage everyone to mingle and and sort of have a chat and get on with each other and it seems to work pretty well i think yeah well i, I know how much you love when people tell you they're not coming to practice or whatever it is or whatever the event is about as much I, as you do i think <laughs> it's like just respond on the fucking app just just post you're not coming on the thing not not in the fucking chat yeah rsvp <laughs> there's there's a whole rsvp thing set up there's a whole system it actually does it cracks me out like different people's like personalities and how they just have to do that like we we have set that up so we have like a template for every gig that tells everyone literally every piece of information like is it paid what uniform do I have to wear what's the muster time like what's the tuning time when do we step off like where is it like everything you could possibly need to know to to just be there and show up and do your job and be a good player and there's an RSVP that says like yes no and maybe and we kind of drill into everyone that like if you can definitely come say yes if you can't make it say no and if you're not sure say maybe so that we know you've seen it and we're not chasing you for an answer and then you can kind of change your mind down the track. <laughs> there will always be at least two or three people who have to just like justify their response to the RSVP. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like if you can make it great, if you can't, great. If you're not sure, great. Like we literally just need to know if we can get minimum numbers to tell the organizers at this point. And then closer to the time, we'll worry about like your reasons for wanting to do it. But there will be people who will post like an essay of like, oh, I think I've got a shift on, but I might, or, or you know, oh, I think I'll be away that stage. I haven't booked my holidays yet, but I'm thinking, I'm just like, I don't, care like this means <laughs> nothing to anyone yes no maybe yes, that's no, all maybe. i need to hear yeah, <laughs> yeah i'm really God sorry i can't it. make it but my dog will be on fire that week like yeah. just yeah. don't fucking care just put the answer in that's all and i think spotty you've mentioned that for some some it seems to be like a, uh, a popularity contest like it's yeah. it's uh it's like i'm not gonna rsvp unless other people rsvp your availability has got nothing to do with yeah. anyone else's I'm availability. To see, it's as if by responding yes if you don't attend you'll be in court next week like like oh i didn't say yes because i might have to change my mind well i don't want to be in front of the magistrate you know like no just say yes and if you if you if your availability changes it's it's just not we're doing not it's it's you're not going to lose your life you're not going to get a fine it's like you just, just oh, sorry i can't make RSVP. it now. yeah to yeah. know now sorry yeah oh that's a that's a that's another thing is the inability to commit so they just won't say anything. I don't know what that personality yeah, trait is or whatever, but like, oh, well, I don't want to actually have to feel like I have to do something, <laughs> which, you know, I've, Those I've definitely done. Hunt it down, <laughs> take it to Ellie's rudiments gulag. <laughs> just play rudiments or, or bust, bust rocks, yeah, as he said. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> oh, my God. So, well, it's good to hear that you guys uh, have the same frustrations as we do you're basically mm -hmm. like you're like i mean it's basically like we're just like you just like with people. less guns <laughs> yeah, less guns <laughs> less guns and less Fewer murders guns. in the street hmm. although guns, uh, but way more, more way more way more murders <laughs> way more murders by animals alligators great oh, yeah. white sharks <laughs> yeah, birds spiders <laughs> well isn't it wasn't it Bob Catter's like famous line every two weeks someone's torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, excellent, Bob. <laughs> Who said that's that? So good. 
Oh, oh, there politicians. Some, we'll have to share the link with you, Andy. I think I've said it to you before, but we've got this politician in Queensland who's mad as a cut snake and, like, he just, he's a loose unit. Like, in an interview, he just changes on a dime and, like, can complete. My brother's a journalist and used to cover the circuit um, that he was on and he said he's actually like what he's like in this clip all the time, but he's usually not, it's not as, like, soundbitey, so you can't actually clip it. And this is this one infamous time that... It, he was commenting on um, same-sex marriage in, like, Australia. We were going to the vote for it. And he's like, oh, you know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities and, you know, let there be a thousand blossoms blue. But his whole face changes and he's like, but, I'm, but I ain't wasting any time on it because every two weeks someone's torn to pieces by a crocodile in far north Queensland. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that came from an episode of The Simpsons, right? Like, dead, yeah, yeah. It, like yeah. you couldn't write this shit. He's like, yep. yeah. The stuff he comes out with, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> For the record, people don't get killed that often by crocodiles in Australia, but anyway. And and probably, uh, and this is this is really relevant for the US as well. But um, we keep like Australia keeps voting him in as well. So his his, his locals keep voting him in. Yep. He's been there for a million years. He is literally, he's he's insane. He he, he is undiagnosed. We've got a few like that. Like Paul yeah, and, and, and Palmer just... and like. Well, I wouldn't. I, I, I know, and knowing what I know about Australians, I wouldn't put them put it over you people to do it just for the fucking just for the just for, you know, <laughs> for the shits and giggles of it. <laughs> yeah, like, this, this guy's funny, so we, let's just keep keep it up. <laughs> him. Oh, he's incompetent, man. He cracks us up. <laughs> I mean, it's not that important that we have a political system that works well. I don't I remember who said it, but. <laughs> But uh, so, uh, well, let's start heading into wrap up mode. We've been here for fucking, I don't know how long at this point, a couple hours. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the clock with me and Spotty chatting for two and a half hours here because um, <laughs> him and I have been on the whole time. So, <laughs> but uh, if anybody has any final thoughts, I guess we'll just go around the, go around the room here. Um, Camille, you know how this works. So I'll let you start because you've been here before. So uh, any final thoughts about the Aussie Nationals? Or anything else you want to you want to say? Yeah, I guess like my biggest thing probably was something I don't know if it got covered during the several times I got booted out of the room for this, but um, just that like you and Heather flew like literally across the world to come and play with us at some stupid piping competition, and like I know it was partly a holiday, but it was also just fucking amazing to have you guys here, especially after the pandemic because we've been well, Andy and I've been mates for forever, and I got to know Heather through the dojo and like just being able to have you guys here and spend a couple of weeks with you is genuinely the highlight of the last couple of years for me. Like it was fucking amazing just to have you in the same place where we could just go and do stuff and hang out. Like I took two weeks off work and had like a staycation and like you got to meet everyone here and like, yeah, it was just awesome to have you over and the band really benefited from it. I think like a lot of people joke that we stacked the band, but as anyone who knows who kind of has um, high grade players who come and play, like one player does not make a difference. Like we had, you know, 16 other pipers who made enough blues to, to make up for any goodness that you could have brought along. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, but, I, I um, any level of my playing couldn't fix that double toning drone, that whole fucking, that intro. <laughs> Why not, Andy? Oh, what's my I... nightmares? <laughs> But just, yeah, like the biggest takeaway for me from that was just that it was so fucking awesome to have you guys in the same place and be able to hang out and actually have a good time, which was great. So, Yeah, no, it was, it was absolutely fantastic to be part of it. So, uh, you know, thank you guys for, of course, letting me do that. And I'm sure Heather would say the same thing. I can't speak for her, of course, but um, 
or she would just cry. I don't know which, but either way. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, and especially to Camille for like letting us hang, you know, it's uh, the pipe band world is funny. It's I, when I was a kid, like in high school, uh, played soccer and we used to do like these traveling things. We go to like New York city or wherever, New Jersey and play in a tournament for the weekend. And some family would put us up, you know, it was kind of in pipe band is very similar to that. You know, I guess sports do that a little bit in pipe bands, but we're doing this as a, adults at this point which is kind of ridiculous but but it's also fantastic that you know you get to travel you stay with some somebody that's a friend in the band i've done this several times um, but like so it's great when somebody's willing to do that of course not everybody's willing to to host somebody but um so of course thank you for that that was that was amazing that you were willing to put the two of us up and you had the room for it of course and then um belly (laughs) (laughs) and cook uh cook cook for us and uh, we had kangaroo which was amazing uh that was actually probably one of my favorite meals while i was there believe it or not but uh <laughs> but yeah it was fantastic so surprised. <laughs> well I- i'm wondering if the australians would would say that like you guys don't eat that really all that regular right because it's like yeah it's okay whatever but as as i understand because well, kangaroo kangaroo isn't farmed the only time it's ever eaten is after it's been hit by a truck so we <laughs> <laughs> So I was feeding you roadkill, Andy, is what Matt's trying to yeah. say. <laughs> well, that was it was great roadkill either way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Ali would speak to that if he could, or uh, but <laughs> but yeah, no, it's fantastic the pipe band culture of being able to do something like that to to travel and play with a band that far away and the organization that you guys have um, to be able to withstand that. Not everybody can pull that off as well, so that that was really cool. So I appreciate that you guys did that, and of course Camille letting us stay with you. Thank you for letting us do that and being an amazing host, of course. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was, it was great fun while the birds yeah, and then got to meet, uh, you know, I can control a lot of things. In the sky. <laughs> your band is very funny. There's a lot of characters in your band, which is always fun to like get to know uh, as witnessed in the karaoke room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Between Owen and Matt, Vegas, uh, Matty Vegas, <laughs> but uh, yeah, for sure. So, um, but uh, Matt, do you have any uh, any final thoughts about anything really that you that we talked about today? Or yeah, we you, I had a few few thought like um, kind of final thoughts on the Aussies. You kind of just touched on the number one thing, which is kind of culture is everything, and the band has an awesome one. You know, I've heard the term uh, band trips can be band killers and uh, I've never been on one. So I've done surprisingly little in pipe bands in my life anyway. So it was kind of a cool, cool thing to do. But um, the band trip was the opposite of, of, of a band killer, like the level of energy and connection and friendships and things like that, that that were generated from that trip actually just made the band so much stronger than it was before we went um it was a hell of a lot of fun i also like i say i've spent surprisingly little time around pipe bands so i don't really know the who's who and you know what bands what and the politics and whatever that goes on but i was absolutely blown away at the level of celebrity that you have andy in the pipe band circles <laughs> everywhere we walk together everywhere we walk together someone was like oh that's andy fusco or they'd come over and go hey andy you know like want to shake your hand and i was like I hung around for a couple of those, and then after after a while, I was like, "Oh fuck this! I'll go get a beer. This is really <laughs> annoying." Everywhere I go with Andy, he gets he gets interrupted by the whole pipe band fraternity. But 
um, yeah, that was kind of cool. But no, the whole thing was um, was good fun. So um, it was great having you and Heather there. Um, and uh, like you say about Heather crying, she's a wonderfully sentimental human being, isn't she? So it was <laughs> really very much having her around. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, I don't know if you remember, but Camille was more of a star than I was. She had to give out <laughs> autographs. I didn't. I didn't sign a single autograph, but Camille definitely did. <laughs> I signed one. <laughs> hey, one's better than none. Uh, <laughs> what did you have to sign an autograph? What, what was the autograph for? Uh, one of the marshals was a piper, um, and he had to copy the book that Andrew and I wrote. And he's like, he, he's like are, you, yes. are you Camille? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, what have I done? <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's, nice. He's like, nice. Oh no! I've I've got a copy of the book. I'm like, oh my god! Someone, someone down here's got the book. That's amazing. And he's like, yeah, no, I, um, I, will you be here tomorrow? I'm like, oh yeah, we are probably coming out tomorrow. Actually, he's like, yeah, I'll bring it along, and then you have to come find me again, and I'll sign it for you. And I was, um, holding stuff for UQ while they were tuning up, and um, yeah, he's like, oh, can you sign my book? There, there's like taking photos of it. Like, oh my god, can we have a celebrity? <laughs> so good. <laughs> So on to Spotty. Any any uh, final thoughts? Anything you'd like to finish the episode yeah, um, with? Sure. We, we, we spoke about, um, you know, there's, there are bands and people out there that go, oh, yeah, but you stacked the band. You know, you went to the Aussies, but you stacked the band. Like, well, no, we're just a group of musicians who came together and played a thing. There's no stacking. Like, like I don't think we didn't actively seek out anyone, did we? We just, we just had mates go, Oh, you're going to the Aussies? Oh, well, our band's not going. Can we come? Yeah, you can. And so I had some better players. So my local guys had this experience they probably never had of playing in a snare core with seven sides. Like hmm. um, some of them might not see might not see that again. Why why shouldn't they have that experience? Hmm. And we had some, yeah, you know, we had some good pipers to 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 bolster that uh, datum that what we want people to hear. Yeah. And that's a good thing. And yeah, we had a good time and we had plenty of beers and and we're thankful that, well, I'm, you know, as a member of this band, I'm thankful that all the guests came and to anyone that says you shouldn't stack a band, ah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> we also, we also had like more, we, we had more learners than we had. Yeah. Um, we had more learners than we had um, uh, invitees or, you know, yeah. guests. In the well, band, yeah, so just... we we could have we could have gone we could have gone the other way and you know cut a whole bunch of people and 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 brought in that you know but we were we brought some people who were playing pretty well their first comp to the yep. to the nationals and um we're and, also uh, we're, we're yeah, also a pretty we were... good then in that we've got like we've got you know great like quite a few grade two players who are just like Maddie I'd count you in that Owen Charlie like we're all playing a grade two solo standard. Obviously, Andy, like you came over and you're a sort of grade two, grade one standard. But we've also got, you know, all the way down to, you know, people who can't play embellishments properly yet and all that sort of stuff. So we, because we're a teaching band, we've got this massive, diverse spectrum of um, abilities in the platform. One one better, you know, two better higher grade players are not going to make a difference to that, you know. <laughs> like, for us, it was very much like, and that was our big focus going into it too, was that, like, we're not in this to win it. We knew we wouldn't because of the yeah. kids' bands anyway. Like that's a reality in Australia, which is changing. I have to say, like this, they're starting to change that system. But when we went down, it was like, well, we're not going to win anyway, so we may as well have fun. So yeah, let's bring a bunch of mates along and make it a really fun time. Fuck it. 
Yeah, no, that's 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 the important part, just the fun part. Like, hey, we're good musicians and we enjoy playing with each other, you know, or you know, some are. So fuck it, let's just do it. Yeah, well, there's actually there's a pipe major here who, because um, I've travelled overseas to Lorient and stuff before with another band, and there's a pipe major who used to come and play with us from that. The place for Ben in Sydney, and he used to say whenever he travels, he always brings ring-ins. Like it's a mandatory for him if the band is travelling, there's ring-ins, and the reason is your band politics are broken up by that because you've got hmm. another player in there who is there to buffer it. Um, they bring some new element to it. So even if, like, obviously it's better if they're a better grade player and can sort of contribute value to the band, but they change the group dynamic a bit. So it, it actually makes it so that all of those, you know, usual group dynamics and usual, you know, clickiness and politics and that sort of stuff, people are less likely to engage in that if there's someone brand new there and that new person helps to sort of influence the group dynamic as well. I was like, that's actually such great advice because... Like when you go on a trip, it can be a killer, especially overseas because you've got that added pressure of like international travel. And I think this particular band, the last time they went, which I didn't go on that trip, they had like the pipe major and like three of his pipers' luggage got lost. So they actually couldn't play in anything until like the last three performances or something because they didn't have kilts or they had their pipes, but that was it. So they couldn't actually perform. Um, And so having this other person there was great because he could step in and, and help out with all that sort of stuff. So like, yeah, having having ring-ins is actually a positive when it comes to band trips, I think, in that sense. A lot of people get into the whole, like, oh, but it's not fair for competition. It's like, well, if that's not your intention going into it, like, who is anyone else to judge, you know? So what Camille's trying to say is if you and Heather and Ali didn't join us, our band would have fallen apart. (laughs) (laughs) Like, thank God for you guys. (laughs) I'm sure that that had everything to do with it, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so cool. Well, uh, we'll uh, start wrap. We'll wrap it up there. But uh, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Spending your mo- your insane morning here. It's like we started this at seven a.m. your time, which is ridiculous. Uh, so I appreciate that. But um, but yeah. So uh, thanks for for listening to the Chain Red podcast. Watching us if you're live stream. If you're two hours into this freaking live stream. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, man, it was it was great fun being there. Appreciate you guys having us. I'm sure Heather would say the same, but yeah, kick ass. So uh, yeah, let's let's uh, wrap it up there, everybody. Uh, hey, Camille, play us yeah. out. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> what the theme song? <laughs> yeah, sure. Actually, I should do um. <laughs> Fuck, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> That'll do. That is a metaphor for our art. <laughs> <laughs>